Guys, it's great to see you. Uh, let me add my welcome to you, uh, especially if you're here for the first time. It's so good to have you with us. Uh, it's a bit of a, a different Sunday for us. So uh, there's 40 people from King's uh, down in Ashburnham at the moment um, at a conference with other churches similar to ours. Um, it's in another country somewhere. Um, so yeah, do come back. There'll be more people back next week, but it's just so good that you're here with us today. Uh, my name is Dave. I, I, I've been part of King's for 15 years now. I know. Um, I teach physics, so my, my day job is I'm a secondary school physics teacher in Edinburgh. Um, I have a growing family, uh, and in fact, within the last two weeks, we added to our family. So, there's a nice little picture. Yeah, here we go. So, um, thanks. Uh, so, this is little baby Lucy, uh, who is now 11 days old, I think, um, which is great, and it's just a blessing to have them. Um, I'm also part of the West Lothian Church Plant, uh, and it's, it's such an exciting step for us. So uh, in two weeks' time, we're going to be meeting weekly in West Lothian. Uh, for the last year, we've been meeting once a month, uh, and in two weeks' time, we're, we're starting our weekly services. Uh, it feels a bit like if you've ever seen Lord of the Rings, uh, you have Frodo and Sam, the hobbits, uh, and there's a moment when they leave the Shire. Uh, they've never left the Shire. It's like where they've grown up, where they live. It's like the safety I kind of feel like we're like that. We feel like we're kind of leaving the place that we know, the kind of the familiarity, the love. We love you guys, but we also know that there's kind of an adventure ahead of us and there's battles, but there's also a destiny that God's calling us to. So we're really excited about two weeks' time launching in West Lothian. Okay, I've been asked to speak on uh, the gift of faith. Uh, we're doing a series called Good Gifts from a Good God, and we're looking at things that God gives to us as Christians. And we're going to look at faith this morning. Um, And there's a verse in Thessalonians that says, uh, Paul says, your faith is growing more and more. Uh, And my hope and my prayer this morning is that would be true of us, that by the end of the meeting, in about 29 minutes, you would have more faith than when you came in, because we want our faith to be growing more and more. Um, I want it to be more about, or less about information, uh, and more about God imparting faith to us this morning. Uh, I heard a preacher once say that we can get caught up in the paralysis of analysis, which I thought was really helpful. That often we listen to preachers and we kind of take our notes and it kind of fills our head. But actually God wants to do something in our hearts this morning and put faith into us. Um, faith's really important. Uh, let me just throw out some verses which you'll probably be familiar with. Things like, by faith you have been saved. Uh, Go, your faith has healed you. By faith, in the name of Jesus, this man stands well. Uh, In Hebrews 11, it mentions a load of the Old Testament characters like Abraham and Moses and Samson and David. And it says they were commended for their faith. And then Jesus says, when I return, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? On the earth. When Jesus returns, he's going to be looking, will he find faith? He wants us to be men and women of faith. So that's the plan for this morning. We're going to talk about faith. And we're going to talk about what is it. I want to give you some examples. And then we're going to look at how do we get it. So what is faith? Some examples. And then how do we get it? Is that okay? (laughs) Great. Uh, Why don't we pray? Uh, Father, we, we ask this morning for your Holy Spirit to do something in our hearts. I'm asking for gifts of faith uh, and increased measures of faith 
this morning. Lord, would you do something? Even as we look at your word, I pray it would be active amongst us. Uh, So Lord Jesus, just be glorified and have your work amongst us this morning. Amen. Okay, we're going to read from uh, 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, This is a passage that we've read a number of times over the last few weeks. It's uh, basically a list of gifts that God gives to people in the church. And there's other passages in the New Testament, but this is uh, the one in 1 Corinthians. It's 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. And it's on the board. (laughs) On the board, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm (laughs) on the screen. Okay. Um, it says, uh, to each one, uh, and let's just stop there, I love that, it says to each one, he's talking to a church and he says to each one, to each one, and then he lifts gifts that are given. He doesn't say to the leaders, uh, to the mature Christians, he says to each one. And actually said, God wants to give you gifts. He says that the manifestation of the Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit are given for the common good. And again, let's just stop it. Common good, it, God gives us gifts in the church for the good of everyone. This is not just for an individual to kind of feel good about themselves. It's actually that we would do others good as a community. It's for the common good. Okay, and then he lifts some of the gifts. It says, to one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the same Spirit. And then to another, faith by the same Spirit. God can give faith as a gift. Uh, To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. Okay, so we're going to look at what is faith, and what is this gift of faith. And we're going to watch a very short video, if that's okay, Tim which you'll enjoy if you were born in the 80s. Awesome. Um, that, that clip's often called the leap of faith. He's kind of stepping out. Um, faith is about seeing things that are unseen to, to our natural eyes. It, it, it's not that we, they, they become real or we're kind of hoping them into existence. No, no, there, there's a reality that we can see by faith. That, that bridge always existed, but he had to step out in faith to, to prove its reality. Uh, It's really helpful. The Bible actually gives us a definition of faith. Um, So in Hebrews 11, it tells us what faith is. So let's read that. It says, uh, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And it says, this is what the ancients were commended for. It's being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Uh, I love the two words, sure and certain. Faith is about a surety and a certainty, if you like, a God-given certainty that something is real and that something is true, even if we can't see it. Um, and I love this definition of faith. Uh, faith is belief or trust with an implication that action based on that trust will follow. Uh, with an implication that action based on the trust must follow. And so often with faith, you must have action. Uh, the, the, the people mentioned in Hebrews 11 is a whole long list of Bible characters. They were men of action. They had great faith, but they demonstrated it with action. So Noah had great faith and he built an ark. Uh, Abraham had great faith and it led him to leave and go to a promised land that God was later to show him. Uh, David led him to defeat Goliath. 
So faith leads us to action. You can't really have faith and not act on faith. You can't really say, I've got faith that God will provide for me and for it then not to affect your money and your finances. You can't really say, I've got faith that God will heal, but then not pray for the sick. So faith must lead us to, to action. Can I tell you a story? Okay, Charles, Charles Blondin, uh, 1859, um, Niagara Falls. So in 1859, Charles Blondin set up a tightrope across Niagara Falls. It was 1,100 feet long and 160 feet high. No safety net, no harness. Had he fallen, it, he would have died. I mean, definitely. Um, what he then did, so he'd set up this tightrope, and, char- <laughs> and um, he didn't do that. Um, so he set up this tightrope, and um, he said to the crowd, do you believe that I can walk across this tightrope? And to start with, the crowd went, mm, and then he did it, he walked across the tightrope. And the crowd goes wild. You know, they're like, whoa, it's amazing, best thing we've ever seen. And then he walks back. Um, then he puts a blindfold on, and he walks across this tightrope, blindfolded. And the crowd is going wild. They think he's the most amazing guy they've ever seen. He then walks, this is a true story, by the way. He then walks across it on stilts, and he gets to the other side on stilts. And he did various other kind of backwards and forwards in different formats. But his finale was he grabbed a wheelbarrow, which I have. Just here. So he got out this wheelbarrow and he said to the crowd, do you think I can push this wheelbarrow across this tightrope? And of course, by this point, the crowd is just, you can do anything. You know, we believe, you, of course you can. We've seen you do it, blindfolded, stilts. Uh, and of course he does. And he pushes the wheelbarrow across to the other side and then he comes back as well. And the crowd goes wild. And by this point, they know that he can do anything. He can, you know, yeah, he's not going to fall. But then he asks a question to the crowd. Um, who was, you know, and they, he says, do you think I could put a man in the wheelbarrow and push him across? And of course the crowd goes, yeah, of course you can. You can do anything. You're the greatest. And then he asks a very telling question. And he says, who's going to volunteer? <laughs> no one volunteered. And you see, there's a difference between faith, knowing something, and then acting on your faith. See, they had faith in this person's ability, but they weren't willing to act on that. So we must have faith, but it must lead us to action. And um, before, before we go on and talk more about the gift of faith, um, becoming a Christian requires faith. Um, we're saved by faith. Uh, and I just want to spend a moment speaking to anyone that's not a Christian. Um, I... I you know, I, I can still remember the time when I wasn't a Christian. And a lot of people that aren't Christians have a wrong view of Christianity. Because uh, I had it. And it was that this, that Christianity is about being a good person. That Christianity is about doing good uh, and being a nice person. That's not true. Christianity is about realising that you're in a total mess. That you've messed up. That you can't sort it out. And that you need a saviour to deal with your sin. And if you like, there has to be a moment where you can, you can look at Jesus and admire him and say, wow, Jesus is amazing. I love him. Look what he's done. 
But there has to be a day when you get into the wheelbarrow and say, Jesus, I'm going to trust you with my life. I'm going to trust you to take me across from, from darkness to light. I'm going to trust you to forgive me. Um, so being a Christian is about trusting and putting your faith in Jesus. Um, just, just yesterday, uh, I'm involved in the Duke of Edinburgh Awards at my school. And I kind of coordinate um, different expeditions. Uh, for the first time in a number of years, uh, we had to call out the mountain rescue yesterday. So um, I, I wasn't there, but I got a phone call to say, um, thankfully not one of the kids, uh, but one of the adults has fallen uh, and he's either broken or dislocated his knee and kind of ripped various ligaments around it and he can't walk. Um, and they were kind of up on this mountain. They, there was no signal, no phone reception. Uh, so the adults actually had to send the kids uh, with a note saying, uh, this is our location, please phone Mountain Rescue, blah, blah, blah. And of course they took, went, took it down, they did, and the helicopter came and they took this guy off to hospital. Um, being a Christian is getting to that point. So there was a point when this guy, he had to realise he wasn't going to get off this mountain on his own. There was no way he was going to walk out of this. There was no way he could have crawled out of it. It was like, you know, I need some help. Uh, and that's, again, that's being a Christian. It's getting to the point realising I, I am in such dire straits I, um, I've sinned, I've sinned, I've messed up, and I need a saviour. I need someone to come and rescue me. Jesus, I need you to come and rescue me. And I don't know, maybe even this morning, some of you are at that point where you've admired Jesus, but today you're going to say, Do you know what, I'm going to get in the wheelbarrow, and actually I'm going to let you rescue me. If that's you, we'll give you a chance at the end to, 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 to respond to that. Um, it has to lead us to action. Okay, so, faith is about a surety and a certainty, knowing something is true and then acting on it. Uh, let me give you some examples. Uh, certainly, I, for me, I find my faith is stirred when I hear of other people that have acted and stepped out in faith. So let me give you some examples of men and women of faith. I guess there's faith for different things. So, you know, your faith for praying for the sick and seeing God heal them might be here. Uh, your faith that God might raise someone from the dead might be down here. Uh, your faith that God's going to provide for you might be up here. So there'll be different levels of faith for different things, but God can gift you faith when you need it. Um, let me give you some examples. So Jackie Pullinger, um, your homework. Um, if you've not read this book, this is a superbly inspiring book. Uh, it's called Chasing the Dragon, and it's the story of Jackie Pullinger, um, who in her early 20s uh, felt God speak to her about being a missionary. Um, she applied to missionary societies, and they all rejected her. They all said, you're too young, you're too inexperienced, we're not going to take you. And um, with a conversation with a vicar, uh, he gave her some... Uh, profound advice and he said well if you really feel God is calling you if you've really got faith then why don't you just buy a ticket and go and that's what she did she bought a, a ticket the, the longest ticket on a boat that she could find uh, and she prayed that God would tell her when to get off uh, and she ended up in Hong Kong uh, a place called the Ward City which was uh, known for drugs and prostitution and gangs uh, and she spent decades ministering in the Ward City uh, she saw thousands of people healed, set free, come to Christ. Uh, and the whole area was transformed by this one woman's faith and willingness to step out. 
So she's amazing. Um, let, me give you a, let me give you a story from West Lothian recently. So, um, again, just to kind of give God some credit. So, um, we've been looking for a new venue uh, for our West Lothian church plant. We've been meeting in a, a school, um, and, but we kind of thought we could find somewhere better for the longer term. Uh, we looked around a number of places. Uh, we found two that looked really good. Uh, one was crazily expensive, uh, and it was kind of like, well, we probably could afford it, but that would, you know, that would be all that we're about, and we didn't really want to go down there. Uh, we found another one, which we thought was brilliant, and they basically said, no, you're not. We don't want a church to meet here. So it felt like God had closed these, these various doors. And me and Matthew, uh, we were having lunch with a church pastor in West Lothian, um, a really, really great guy from another church. Um, and we were talking about this building and different options, and he knows Livingston really well. And at the end, we were praying together at the end, and it felt like a prophetic thing. And he just said, I really feel you should try uh, this place called the Lanthorn Centre. Um, so we did. So me and Matt, we drove there after the lunch, uh, and it, it, it doesn't look the best from the outside. It looks a bit like a prison. Um, <laughs> but when you go in, uh, it was amazing. There, you know, there's a brilliant hall. There's a cafe. There's a library. Uh, there's some really good kind of side rooms for kids. Uh, it's really well used during the week, so there's kind of groups coming and going. And, and Matt said these words, uh, I've really got faith that this is the place for us. And he had this kind of, it was like a God-given certainty. Actually, this is the place. Um, we then had six weeks of, of um, kind of backwards and forwards and committees and voting and can we have it, can't we have it. Um, previous to this, we'd had some of the council say, to be honest, I don't think you would be allowed to have a community centre as a church. Um, but there was kind of this thing of actually we really feel this is God's place for us. Um, and then we just heard last week that they basically said, yes, you can have this place. So it's going to be a great venue for um, the church plant. But the, the, the end of the story, it's kind of even better, um, they'd given us a price for this venue, uh, which was fine. It was less than the really expensive place, and it was kind of, yeah, that's okay. Um, Kind of about a week ago, the lady said, do you know what, I think I can give you a cheaper price. And she kind of reduced it. And then just literally a few days ago, she got in touch to say, um, we have this like super special rate, but we only, we only give it to groups that are 80% within the, kind of the local vicinity. Uh, you know, we have one person in that area. So it's, it doesn't really... But she said, you know, I think we can make an exception for you. So not only have we got a better venue but we're getting it for, I mean, it's literally less than half of what we were paying for the, the previous place. So it's just the, the faithfulness of God, but it kind of started from a, from a spark of faith, and then God kind of led us through. So thank you, Lord. Um, so the future, God, God has a plan for your future, and I hope you know that. Uh, Amal brilliantly brought that word today about no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has in store for us. God has things in store for you. He has a plan for you. But sometimes we need faith to believe and to know that. Um, faith for healing. Um, Adrian Holloway in the middle, um, he's spoken at this church a number of times. He's a friend of ours at King's. Um, and we're going to show a quick video of him sharing a testimony, uh, and then I'll speak about it after that. Isn't that so good? Um, that's an event called New Day, and every year there are, there are scores of people that get healed. Um, this year there were 273 people, young people, 
from churches like ours, so we sent a load of our youth to New Day um, that got healed and came back. Uh, I love medically verifiable healings. You know, praise God when he heals a cold or a headache. But, you know, I love it when someone says, Do you know, I've been to the opticians and they can't explain what's happened. Um, one, of, one of my friends, uh, he used to be in this church called Dave Thresher. Uh, on his medical records, it says medical miracle. Um, it, uh, he was born with, if you know your hip, you have a, a, a hip, um, what's it called, socket, joint, joint. Ball and socket, yeah, ball and socket. So your, your hip sits in a socket. Um, he was born without the socket. Uh, and so he had this, this leg that wasn't properly connected at the hip. Um, and doctors said that you will probably never walk. You'll probably be in a wheelchair for your life. Um, the church that his parents were from, they prayed for him, and the socket grew around the ball as they prayed. And it says on his medical records, medical miracle, no natural explanation. How amazing is that? You know, God heals the sick. And um, it's just something that we need to... Our faith is... I don't know, maybe I'm talking just for me, but I feel like our faith is kind of down here, but God, I think, needs to raise it. And that's something that he can do by giving these gifts of faith. Um, The Bible is really clear. I love the bit at the end of Mark's gospel. Jesus says... Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. Whoever believes and is baptised will be saved. And then he goes on to say, lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. And if you read your Bible, Jesus' ministry, that he prayed for the sick and they recovered. The early church prayed for the sick and they recovered. Uh, I love it when we hear stories of the sick being prayed for and then recovering. And So we kind of need to keep stirring our faith in that area. Okay, and then finally, well, Let's talk about provision. Um, again, let me give you a couple of stories. Say, so God, God will provide for you. And again, it's something that faith really helps with, this kind of sure and certainty, actually God is going to provide. Um, there's a guy called George Muller, who's the guy on the right. Um, again, uh, just an amazing guy, a man of faith, um, who trusted God for provision. Um, he looked after orphans, say, so, Basically, his ministry was looking after these orphans and providing for them. And he's written an autobiography, and it's basically his diary. So this is November the 27th. It's a Sunday. He says, our money has been reduced to two pennies, and our bread was hardly enough for the day. I brought our need before the Lord several times. I gave thanks after lunch, and I asked him, give us our daily bread, literally meaning send us bread for the evening. Whilst I was praying, there was a knock at the door, A sister came in and brought us some of her dinner and five shillings. She also brought us a large loaf of bread. Thus the Lord not only gave us bread, but also money. It's amazing. And that was kind of near the start. And it's just, he goes on and I guess faith grows. So by the end of his years, he's feeding thousands of orphans every day, trusting God. He never asked for money. He had no income. He never put out kind of, please give us money. He just prayed and every day God would provide. Um, a great story of faith. Um, I think I find it, e- this is one of the areas I find it easier to trust God with. Um, when I was, uh, when I was, uh, I must have been 16, uh, I was doing a paper round. And um, I used to do two paper rounds in the morning. And uh, I used to get my money on a, on a Saturday. And so I had 33 pounds in my pocket. And uh, I went to church on the Sunday. And I, I, I I've not long been a Christian, and I, I'd never given any money to church or to, to put us to anything. 
apart from football stickers and sweets and that kind of stuff. And, and I just, on that Sunday, felt stirred to give this envelope with my paper-bound money in. Um, and it was £33. I can't remember the exact something, something. The next week, um, I, was, I, I also worked at a care home um, as part of my uh, volunteer in my school thing. Um, I was doing like the teas and coffees at this care home. And I went in and the manager said, she gave me an envelope and she said, um, Bob has died and in his kind of last wishes, he left some money and asked that it was split up between everyone that works in the care home. And she gave me an envelope and said, this is your share. Never happened since, never happened before. And I opened it when I got home and it was £33. And it was just like, wow, okay. And it just like... The verses of things like, you know, given it will be given to you, suddenly just as a young Christian really came alive to me. Um, more recently, um, again, I, and I'm not sharing these stories to try and make myself look good. Please don't hear that. This is to try and hopefully help our faith. Um, I, um, I've recently given up some hours at work. So uh, it's a long story, but I, I kind of wanted to have some more time that I could serve the church plant. So um, I went to my, my boss at work and said, look, I'd love to take a couple of afternoons off a week. Um, and it was way past. We're normally meant to arrange changes like this before Christmas. This was in March. Um, I know other people that have asked for similar things and just said, that's not possible. Uh, but my amazing boss said, yeah, okay, that, yeah, we can make that work. And they've amazingly kind of accommodated that. Um, that started in June. And uh, a couple of weeks into June, one of my colleagues said to me, so, you know, how's it going to affect your salary? What's the kind of the loss of income? To which I replied, I I don't know, I haven't really, I don't know. I I hadn't (laughs) asked that question. Um, And I think that was because in the back of my mind, I know God will provide when we kind of give to him. And again, the week after, um, and again, out of the blue, a relative, and again, this just sounds weird, but a, a relative wanted to give us some inheritance money and she said I don't want to give it to you I want to give you like a little bit every month for the next four years or something and it covers the loss in my salary but again it's just the goodness of God and him providing God will provide for you as we step out in faith Um, and there's other things that you may need to trust God with maybe it's faith for your family maybe it's faith for your parenting maybe it's faith to invite people to John Archer or it's provision or healing or whatever it is. But God wants to raise our faith and he can give you gifts of faith. Okay, so we've looked at what is faith. We've looked at some examples of faith. Uh, Let's look at how do we get more faith. And then we're going to pray. So um, first of all, we pray. So it's a gift. God can give gifts of faith. We all kind of have a measure of faith, but God can supernaturally give you like a boom of faith. So we can pray, God, give me more faith. Uh, You see it in the New Testament, people crying out, help me overcome my unbelief or increase our faith. So God can increase our faith, we pray. Uh, I think the prophetic is really important. So um, as kings, we're moving from one meeting on a Sunday morning to three. So morning, evening, and then West Lothian. Um, And there were various prophetic words of things like, God's going to give you more capacity. Uh, God's going to take you from two to three. God's going to birth something. And I guess hearing prophetic words really help you to then step out in faith. So we must encourage the prophetic. Um, people of faith. So 
reading biographies, hearing stories, getting alongside people that have more faith than you, getting to meetings where people have faith to pray for the sick. They're the kind of things that are going to help us and increase and grow our faith. Um, Perseverance, so uh, I think a lot of us, maybe we have disappointments. So maybe you've prayed for someone to be healed and they weren't, and you think, well, I'm not doing that again. Um, Interestingly, the, the verse where Jesus says, will I find faith on the earth when he returns, it's after the parable of the persistent widow. He, keeps, he keeps, knock, keeps knocking and keeps knocking and keeps asking. So there's something about faith where it's a persistence. Let's keep going for this. Final demonstration. It's not going to be as exciting as going across Niagara Falls, I'm afraid. But. Um, people often say that faith is a muscle. That actually, by acting in faith, it kind of grows your faith. So, let's uh, there. This is from my, my shed. So, I'm going to walk across the bar. But do you know what? We're going to start off with a fairly kind of low-risk thing. Because if I fall off, or it snaps... <laughs> It's not really going to matter. And, you know, that's maybe where we can start. If you think, do you know what, I want to be able to trust God more with my money. Well, actually, just start really small. Just start, give a little bit. And actually, as we see God provide, actually, okay, yeah, that kind of held. Yeah, okay, maybe we can increase our faith. So, let's, uh, so then, let's uh, try this. And then you might think, do you know what? Maybe I could do that. What do you reckon? <laughs> do you know, Char- Char- <laughs> Charles Blondin, you know, he didn't start off at going across Niagara. He would have started off in his back garden. Yeah, and it's the same with us. Our, you know, we're not going to start off like Jackie Pullinger, I don't think. We're not going to, you know, tomorrow get on a ship and say, right, let's go to Hong Kong. We're not going to say, right, let's go on the streets of Edinburgh and pray for the sick. Actually, we start little. And God, in his grace, gives us more faith and our faith grace. So what do you reckon? Ooh. That was all right, wasn't it? Now, what do you reckon? Do you reckon I could do it across the, the balcony? But I guess the point is, faith, people often say faith is a muscle. That actually by acting in faith and stepping out in faith, it then helps to grow our faith.